Movies by Minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time, that's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Best saddle up now, kids, cause here we go. Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts, like myself, examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado one minute of screen time per episode. I am your host, Austin Pryor, from MalkovichMinute.net, and I ask you once again to welcome my guests, Niall and John, from Batminute and Robin. Oh, howdy, partners. <laughs> Why, howdy there, Austin. Thanks for having us. <laughs> well, I, uh, I wanted, it's getting hot in here. I wanted to get a little <laughs> bit uh, intimate this episode. <laughs> This reminded me of Smithers when he come over and it's kind of a square, get a <laughs> If I was going to be a cowboy, I'd be Smithers, wouldn't I? Crack that whip. Licorice whip. <laughs> licorice whip. That's the way he says licorice whip. And that's just like, it's, it's just an endless fascination. <laughs> it's <laughs> bizarre. And I, I hadn't heard, when I first saw that, I had never heard the, the Devo song. Oh. oh. Um, so I was like, what? What sound is he making? Why is he saying licorice whap? Like I, I was probably the same, even, to be honest. Even yeah. after you know the song, it's not. It's still weird. Yeah, because it doesn't fit um, the rhythm, but in the best way, in a funny way. In the best, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, minute four of Silverado is scenery and credits. Mm. All the shots here, I thought, were lovely. They were fantastic. They made yeah. me mm. want to go adventuring, even though I'm a wimp these days. When I was a child, I was adventurous. Um, this felt very much like um, a less gritty version of like cutscenes you get in Red Dead Redemption, the video game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's just this kind of feels like an enviable position though, because this would be probably all second unit yeah. people that have to go yeah. shoot this stuff. But that's just like, yeah, you get to go out. Like, this isn't like little, you know, rubbish pickup shots or anything. This is like, no, you get to go and like shoot this vast, beautiful terrain. This is like a yeah. dream yeah, job for a second stuff. unit guy. I don't know if it would have been a second unit though, because I would have, I would have thought that uh, John Bailey, cinematographer, would want to put his mark on these shots. You know what I mean? Mm. I would, yeah, yeah. I true, would say true. that it would be the first unit doing the because like these are, it's such a kind of a declamatory you know opening I, I obviously we don't I, we don't know we don't have the information but uh yeah i i can just see there's this yeah these are the kind of real statement shots you maybe know? for the opening at mm. least you're like no hang on yeah, yeah. i need to do this yeah. properly yeah. yeah yeah we'll say too um we talked briefly about the john cleese there last minute but one thing i found out though because i was just like oh you know it went down a little just, you know, thinking about John Cleese. Like, I haven't thought about that guy in a while and stuff. But <laughs> I came up with something today. And this is the thing that's, it's, you know, is following me now as I get older. I'm always keeping tabs on, like, which characters I grew up with and what age they are because I am now becoming those <laughs> Please don't ages. tell me Basil Fawlty like, is 32 or something. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you're not far oh. wrong, John. Because, like... I assume like, Basil Fawlty, like, oh, he must be well, like 49 or yeah. something. He was 36. Oh, my God, he's, he's, oh, he's no. six months older than me. Oh, no. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it doesn't, one thing, I don't know if it's just like back in the 70s, everybody just looked older. Yeah. But like, he does not look like oh, that's sorry. the age of John Cleese. Play- like, so that's John Cleese's actual age when he shot it. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So maybe you could take that Basil's supposed to be older, but like, yeah, I think he might just be playing. I'm like, no, this is my age. Like, I'm yeah. just a thirty, like a thirty-six year old man oh, would be. He would look like that in 1974. People grew, up, people grew up faster back then. It's a tough no, life, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it is. It was. I'm. I'm only thirty-four myself, but I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. Man, I'm, too, I'm the same age as John McClane and Die Hard. <laughs> That's no. still, still. Yeah. Yeah. I, like when I when I overtook uh, Homer Simpson a few years ago, I was just like, Homer, thirty eight. That's you're not thirty eight. This He's is an old you know, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm still in the mindset like I'm like the, I feel like I'm still like the same age as like Darius. Yeah, yeah. Like that's I, I relate to those people. But now I was like, no, you're like near Basil Fawlty. Like God I feel I, right now. Hell? I feel like that until I'm on the bus and a bunch of teenagers get on, and I'm like. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! 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 <laughs> I'm not like these <laughs> sullen S shapes in their hoods uh, coming on the bus. Suddenly, I feel like an old person. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we get John. Please, we get Kevin Costner. Um, well, yeah, we, freaking, again. That's a that's a a, a a thing I could like. Particularly, John Cleese is in this movie for what, like five minutes? Yeah, yeah. The billing order. Costner, this like, this is just a real like. Yeah, Costner's like he's just he's he's nobody at this point. So it's like Cleese before Costner, never wrong, sir. That's the you know you you gotta give the Monty Python guy the the, the leader in credit because Although, I think these ones are alphabetical now. I think they've switched to alphabetical yeah. now. Hmm. Mm. Oh, that actually would make sense. Yeah. 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 You get. I've got them all here. Please. Cleese, Costner, Dennehy, Glover, Goldblum, Hunt. Yeah. yeah. From yeah, now okay. on. So there's top billing and then everybody else is alphabetical. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe John Cleese, but he played his part. He, all seven foot of them swaggered <laughs> in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Can I? And he was just like, I think you're going to make these alphabetical now after the first three. <laughs> Very good impression. Can I just big up as well uh, Brian Dennehy? Mm. Like oh, he's God, always yeah. good, but he's a delight in this. Oh, yeah, he tragically is. late. That yeah. Brandon, he just yeah. like yeah, just not not too long ago. I love the way yeah. as well as because su- I didn't. I'm not good with names, as Batman listeners will know. I forget people's names. I forget people I work with. I, I don't know their names. Yeah. I've worked with them for like ten years. Um, so I, I'm just the same, <laughs> Nick. So I didn't recognize the name <laughs> Brian Dennehy, and then as soon as he popped up, I'm like. That is that guy. that guy from First Blood? <laughs> oh, yeah. First Blood. Well, well, I, I, I associate this man very, and particularly his name, with two things. One, obviously, been I think Blood. I know what you're going to say for the name. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> but I yeah, definitely remember his name because of uh, What Would Brian Boitano Do? Yes. The song from the oh, South Park they make, movie. Because like, when I was into South Park, you know, that was when it was, it was new. It was a big thing. Yeah. I didn't know who Brian Denny he was, so I don't know this. Yeah. What, what is it? Oh, it was just it was just a random joke of it because they're this, you know they're singing this song about like what would Brian I remember Boy that do yeah. Yeah. and then at one point this guy comes over and he's like what do you want and they're like who are you and he's like I'm Brian Dennehy and they're like that Brian Dennehy Brian Boy Tano <laughs> is it actually Brian Dennehy <laughs> like, ah. I don't think it's actually him coming in to do the voice or no. <laughs> but it was one of those things that like when you're a kid this is just a random little joke that yeah. you're like Brian Dennehy yeah. yeah. so the name stuck because of that and then now it's like oh of course yeah Tiesel in First Blood and he has the random. He's in like Romeo and Juliet for like five seconds. Oh, he's the cafe with dad and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's um, um, he's in those FX movies, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, it's yes. him and it's him and the the Aussie guy, and like they they are such like 
I've never seen one in full, but they're such like ITV <laughs> uh, Saturday afternoon movies, you know, and um, they're like, yeah, just kind of high concept, low budget kind of movies. That's a so, shame, though, because um, when you see him, I mean, in First Blood, obviously, but then in, in yeah. this, I, th- I he thought he's is phenomenal amazing in this. In this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, because he, he has that like cozy, avuncular yeah. uh, surface and then like he has no particular interest in keeping the pretense of it's like it's barely concealed evil yeah. you know oh, what I, mean? that's my favorite bit. you know straight away it's amazing not to spoil yeah. it for people who are going to cover it so i'll be you know i'll keep it kind of brief but um the way he sort of talks about what he's doing you know he's the sheriff yeah. but the way he says it you know ah, i've got a sweet deal here it, it's yeah. like you know like yeah. mm, you're not you're not really keeping the peace though are you? <laughs> yeah. no yeah you're not a lawman he does that so he does do that so well though because he when he's been friendly he seems like oh i, I kind of wish this guy could yeah. be friendly with him. he yeah. seems like he would be a good guy and then you're like but he's not gonna be though <laughs> no nope. you know instantly nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna only go one way and of course when we're introduced to this character we know from Kevin Klein's um, reaction, yeah. he looks at him for a long time before he says, hey, Cobb, and kind of manages to f- c- construct a smile on his face. He, he knows <laughs> this like, is a guy who's full of bull. Yeah. Mm. And then he knows, our, yeah, yeah, this is a later minute, but we'll let future generations of uh, Movies by Minutes hosts discuss just a great character introduction and a, a great turn in this movie. So, uh, yeah, next up we get Danny. I'm getting too old for this, Glover. <laughs> Tell you what, I know I alluded to it previously. Uh, he is the damn king. I love mm. his character. Oh, yeah. I love his acting. He's got the most emotional scenes. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not going to go too into it, but, you know, like with his father and things like that. And, and his sister. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, he, he's fantastic in this film. And you really, you really feel for him. Yeah. I, I do kind of wonder about the as soon as he's introduced as a character like we're seconds later we're dealing with race yeah. issues as was you know i'm sure would be the case back then and sadly still largely today and um i do kind of wonder about some of the choices made uh, how much kind of revisionism it is and and again like we're you're dealing with um a fantasy version of the past so it's absolutely fine yeah but, you know it's like it's like this um this line of like john cleese is like w- when when he uses the n-word i don't much care for that word carter mm. and then the kind of um the comments from our main characters and like it it, it tells you who is likable and who's yeah. who's on on the right side and everything um but i kind of I dare say that somebody even that we would generally root for might not be as progressive as that back then and might not be. Yeah, that is true. You know? That is true. Does John Cleese do that? Um, is that meant to be about like how at that point England's already, you know, come to terms with yeah. its sort of past with slavery? We we got over it and, and not, not that everything yeah. is okay with, you know, racial tension now. Oh, yeah. Anything, no, but. no. Um, as as an Irish person, I can tell you everything's fine with uh, Britain. <laughs> All sorted, and, um, no, no issues. Yeah, yeah. Nile, any problems? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, you're, just no. You're that's... from the north. Any any trouble there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not one. Yeah, not, not one, one trouble. Not one Definitely trouble. no uh, no multiple <laughs> troubles. <laughs> 
Oh Lord, but um, but but yeah, I think on that particular issue, the um, you know, Britain was more enlightened at the time, and um, yeah, even though you know they were the ones starting the slave trade in the first place, along with the Belgians. But there you go. Yeah, but it's okay if if we're the first ones to dip out. It's fine. Yeah, the- <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. First in, first out, <laughs> guys. Stop it now. Now that we've made all our millions yeah. from it, yeah. exploited half the world. I do wonder if. Uh- if Cleese ever approached Brian Dennehy for any advice on his uh, I want you out of my town uh, kind of oh, sp- yeah. uh, dialogue he has to give like oh you've, you've done this kind of character before haven't you he's like oh yeah I can tell you, you want to go over <laughs> and you want to sort of lean in in this very condescending yeah. manner I've never thought about that <laughs> yeah that's it's kind of similar to First Blood <laughs> <laughs> oh gotcha sorry sorry yeah yeah I didn't uh, yeah yeah it I is basically come. the same yeah. premise isn't it it's like look I know you're an alright guy but I need you to leave yeah yeah, yeah. It's just like maybe Cleese and Dennehy, they, they were under, understudying each other. It's like if one of us drops out, the other guy has to step in. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And do, do this part. That's the thing. Like John Cleese's character here, he, he clearly, again, we don't want to go too into it because someone else will, but he's clearly like, you know, I, I've got nothing against you. But yeah. you know how things are here. I can't have mm-hmm. you in this bar. <laughs> like, Cause yeah. trouble. I'm going to have to yeah. get you to go. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Or, or, I don't want to arrest you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's, and then go, does go over the line a bit then, though, with like, you know, I'll find another place. Like, no, I want you out of this yeah. town. Yes. Like, I want you as far away from here as possible. Like, oh, come on. Come please, on. Man. Well, we it's, know yeah. it's wrong, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the time, nobody would probably question it. It's like, well, he's doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, one man who can only do the right thing is, uh, next credit, Jeff oh. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is in like, this. I film. broke down, uh, crying tears of joy when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jeff with is, all of my heart. Is it, it, now we're in a thankful point of society where Jeff Goldblum can just sort of get paid to show up and everything yeah. to be yeah, Jeff he Goldblum. Act anymore, but this is still the yeah, this is still the point where he's like he's still like an actor and he's only getting little bit parts and stuff. And you're like, want to see more of him? <laughs> well, but it's like, well, he's not that famous yet. Well, I know it's a small role now. But yeah. he makes his presence known, doesn't he? Oh, like, man, he's man. a very striking-looking man. There's yes. something about oh, him yeah. that you just like. You're just looking at him. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, and one speaking... of my all-time favorite films is the Cronenberg version of yeah, The Fly. Oh, and it is yeah. weird watching that because it's just like Goldblum in it, you know, before all the prosthetics and stuff go on. He does have this thing of like, oh, yeah, very, very nerdy, but also very, very yeah. sexy. He mm-hmm. just he walks that line so, so well. It's like he's he's impeccable. Just love that. Well, man. we've love all seen the open shirt shots in. Uh... <laughs> no, of course. Well, here's a controversial <laughs> thing, right? Let's say X-Files well, happens. Duchovny doesn't sign on. What about Goldblum? Yeah. Wow. Oh, perfect. Interesting. Perfect. Not that I want to change it. I love Dave we... Duchovny, but. Let's pretend yeah. that didn't happen. I thought he did do a thing, a thing called Reigns, way in the early 2000s, where he played like a psychic detective. Uh-huh. Oh. And I remember like tuning in excitedly, been like, Jeff Goldblum's got his own TV show. And he like downplayed it. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> they were still trying to make it quite serious. And it's just like, no, just let him be like so he didn't, Malcolm. He didn't you know, Goldblum. Just let him, <laughs> he didn't go. He, he managed to button it down. It's oh. like, you playing a psychic cop is all I've ever wanted, <laughs> Jeff. Just Jeff it to be up, honest, man. All I ever on. wanted was that show he's got on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, the the world according to like Jeff Goldblum. It, technically, it's not a good show, but I get to watch Jeff Goldblum <laughs> for like thirty minutes a time. 
mm. re- reenacting scenes from Notting Hill <laughs> with like unwitting <laughs> participants and stuff. It's like, oh, that's if fantastic. listeners haven't watched wow. that, I've never seen. Oh it. my god, it's mm. it's just. How it was do you one describe of the, it? the first things. It was one of the first things that Disney Plus brought on. I they know, had like yeah. we got. The Mandalorian and this Jeff Goldblum show, and I was like, "Oh, the way this is an episode. <laughs> this is just an episode where he like investigates sneaker culture." Like, okay, oh, yeah, great, let's go. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That's just the pitch. It's like Jeff Goldblum. It's like what? What? Uh, so uh, at this point, I thought, like, what is the uh, the the history of uh, of towels? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going to look into towels this week. Like, that is literally yeah. It's like <laughs> Jeff oh, Goldblum had a thought in the shower. Like, okay, that's an episode. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I just, the other thing I couldn't help thinking is that, like, because I'm obsessed with race and identity and everything, I'm just thinking of, like, Jeff Goldblum in the Old West. And I'm just thinking of, like, uh, uh, yes, boys and girls, for the record, there were some Jewish cowboys, Uh. big fellas, (laughs) great shots, and they spent money freely. (laughs) Hell yeah. Lisa's love interest mm. uh, teacher, the, yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. I'm also wearing a digital watch. <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> Very cool at the time, let me tell you. Yeah, and Jeff is, he's the dark Jeff Goldblum in this, isn't he? He's the, mm. he's, the he's like the seedy side. Um, we have seen, I can't pinpoint the kind of creepy Goldblum performances before, that he's done before, but we have seen. Well, the fly we, as it progresses. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but we do get the sense that Seth Brundle himself is um, is quite, you know, is basically a good he's a guy, nice, and then he's yeah, just he's got, been yeah. sort of corrupted by it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, not him; it's the fly. Yeah, yeah, leave Seth alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to think what else. Um, um, he's definitely done roles like that, as th- you say. I just can't yeah. think off the top of my head. Oh, he did like one way back in the early nineties. What was called was like Mr. Frost. Ooh. He was like a serial killer now. and stuff. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> he was Although again, he was up well, one of the people considered for the yep. Scarecrow when uh, they're gearing up for Batman Five as well. At one point, I but, think that yeah. would have been good um, casting. Actually, I think he could pull. Yeah, up. Yeah, I can picture that. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, you were gonna not. say for Batman Begins. I was like, really. I can see that, <laughs> but I mean, you're getting a different yeah, Jeff yeah, Nolan now. <laughs> in the Nolan verse. It would be very yeah. funny to have. Uh, I, yeah. I remember too. He was supposed to be. This would be a, like a deep cut one for um, Stephen King fans. But when yeah. they did the TV version of The Stand uh, way back in the <laughs> '90s, apparently he was supposed to play Randall Flagg, who's the big villain in it. And like they get in some random guy called Jamie Sheridan. It's like, oh, he's he's okay, I guess. But like Randall Flagg's like one of Stephen King's biggest villains, right? And like the fact that Jeff Goldblum was so close to playing Aww. him, and he just, he opted out. But I think he said that he, he gets like a little cameo as a voice role. Like he really wanted to be involved, but he just couldn't do it. And it's like, well, it would've been so weird that Jeff Goldblum would have been like an he would have been like Tim Curry in Aww. it, basically. Like this in terms of like iconic Stephen King. Jeff roles. Goldblum like, to play it. Wow, <laughs> wow, I'm on board. Of course, we all we do always have to bring things. Uh, apparently, in this show, back to Arnie, uh, <laughs> and then in the um, next credit, then been Linda Hunt, <gasps> who most people might well remember from a little film called Kindergarten Cop. I love her. Nice. She's always amazing, and I was so happy to see in this that she's not just a bit part. No. Yes, she yeah. does have a fairly substantial role. Yeah, and and also and... like you know they do talk about her height, but it's. It's only ever the villains who really have a, anything to say. Everyone else is just like, yeah, she's she's like a, a smaller person. So like, no, nobody yeah. else seems to care. I like that. 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't really matter for her character. It's not about. It's not who she is. No, you no. Know? Um, which I'm sure was kind of was refreshing for her to play as well. The only place I know her from is, um, well, I have seen Kindergarten Cop, so I must have somehow, must have somehow slipped my mind. Um, but uh, is Dune? Yeah, she's the housekeeper in the Dune shout out to Mapes. Shows with the yeah, Ooh. and let me tell you, uh, in both movie versions of Dune, yeah, the shout out Mapes is done dirty. In the book, right. she's in the book. I'm not going to say she's in the book loads. She's not. But there's yeah. a good few chapters with Mapes. Uh, yeah. And you get to know that character before what happens. Right. Well, they're going to... I think Denis Villeneuve is going to put piles of flashbacks to her in the second Oh, oh so. uh, thank you, Denis. Thank you. <laughs> as, a, as a reader of the book, I need more Mapes, yeah. baby. Okay. Yeah. But the should for Batman purposes though should also mention because uh, I don't want to go too much into Linda Hunt because she's a fascinating yes. actress and I have to leave things for the guys doing those mm-hmm. minutes down the line and stuff. But uh, she is of course in uh, NCIS LA, which does star Chris O'Donnell, yeah. which is a guy we've talked about ad nauseum <laughs> now on Batman. Everything's connected. Yeah. So, any more credits uh, of of note in uh, this movie? It, it, that, that we've we've covered all of the starring, and now we go into co-starring. Did you pick out any yeah. co-stars of interest? Uh, the only one who really stuck out to me was Jeff Fahey. Same, uh, okay. Because this is like anyone knows me knows I do have a soft spot for the Lawnmower Man. So anytime ah, he shows yes. up, I'm like, it's Joe from the Lawnmower. Man. I think that's the only reason I really know the name is because of talking about the Lawnmower Man with you. <laughs> <laughs> we need Lawnmower Minute. Come on, yeah, Lawn Minute Man. Oh, Lawnmower Minute. Yeah, yeah. But the no, I. I it's not a good movie. Again, though, Stephen King connections there, even though it has yeah. nothing to do with the Stephen King story. Yeah, like, they bought the loosely yeah. based on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the times in this, though, I was like when they're going into gunfights, it's like, I wonder if he's just going to like psychically make them see a CGI version of him <laughs> mowing their brain with a lawnmower. <laughs> that would totally fit the tone of this film. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they get a guy, guys, like, yeah, two things for Jeff A. He's just like, lawnmower man. And he was also in a movie. Um, always comes to mind for me was uh, body parts, which was one of those classic kind of things of like he was in a he was a guy who was in a car accident and he had to get like his arm amputated, but he gets it surgically a new one surgically put on, but it's the arm of a criminal. Oh, yes. <laughs> the arm starts going you know nuts and stuff. But I remember distinctly and the image of Jeff Fahey because the video cover of it terrified me when I was a kid. <laughs> Because it was like him all bandaged up and he has like, you know, the tube kind of wrapped into his mouth and stuff. And it's him like in the hospital bed, but it's all black around him and stuff. And I remember being like, what is happening in this movie? It looks terrifying and stuff. And then, you know, five, six-year-old mind been addled with terror at the image of Jeff Fahey like this. And then when I saw the movie when I was like 18, I was like, that's not scary at all. At all. <laughs> like, and well, plus, what's happening in that scene? He's in the hospital. It's a standard hospital thing that they do to people. But, oh, you know, amazing. hospitals are scary now. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of cast members and everything's connected, is there a connection here of like John Cleese and Kevin Klein? Is this the first time they worked together? And is that the connection that brought us A Fish Called Wanda? And that other one they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fierce Creatures. Fierce Creatures. Are, when when yeah. was Wanda? Like early, mid-90s? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think it was um, even, I thought it was even earlier. I thought it was like 87 or something. So um, Let's check. Yeah. But I would maybe, not be surprised if it was. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if this was like a 
Oh, I quite enjoyed that man. I don't think yeah. I should invite him to be in my movie. Fish Called Wanda, 1988. Yeah. Oh, 88? Ooh, yeah. Okay, um, okay, yeah. I'm off then, yeah. Uh, watching A Fish Called Wanda as a kid... Um, God, yeah, eight-year-old kid. <laughs> I was maybe nine because it was VHS. So I just remember, oh, Basil Fawlty is in it, and it's a post-Python thing. Not that I would have had that vocabulary at the time, but just <laughs> that, like, that was my expectation. So then I'm seeing this Kevin Klein guy, and I'm like, what's... He's not a Python. <laughs> yeah, um, this American guy, he definitely had to had to kind of work to uh, impress me, you know. And mm. I loved him. And, um, yeah, I think he's amazing in, in that. Yeah. And, and I, I haven't seen that many films with him in over years. No, same, actually. I've only oh, seen yeah. a, the odd one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a very big name, but he does make very select choices, yeah. Kevin Klein. He only pops up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one other thing before we go, though, in terms of the credits there, have to give a shout-out quickly in case the other guys who ever gets her minutes... Yeah. Don't bring her up in that way. Uh, but uh, Amanda Weiss is mentioned. And, of course, I am a massive, massive uh, Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Oh, great. I'm currently sitting looking, and this, this may anger you, Austin. I'm looking <laughs> at a VHS copy of Nightmare on Elm Street I have across from me on my desk right now. It's perfectly, um, it's perfectly fine to keep <laughs> VHS copies of films as mm. mementos. But, obviously, <laughs> if you ever try to sit down and watch it for a a cinematic experience, (laughs) I will arrive at your home (laughs) and use force to stop you. (laughs) But Amanda Weiss, though, is like, she's very notable because she's Tina in the first Elm Street movie. She's like the first face you see in Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously opening in the movies, Freddy making his glove. Right. And then the the first, after that opening credit sequence, the first image is the stark, terrified face of Amanda Weiss as Tina. Yeah. And she obviously first... First victim of Freddy ends up, you know, getting dragged across the roof and stuff like that. Uh, love, love, love that movie. All right. Well, folks, time for us to head south and lie low till the heat blows over, uh, which should take approximately 24 hours, at which time we'll see you back here for another Silverado Minute. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or visit us on the open web at SilveradoMinute.com. Social media-wise, if you go to Facebook, you will find the Midnight Star Saloon Silverado Minute listeners group. And then on Twitter, we're SilveradoMXM. All that's left is for us to uh, mosey on out and say yee Is the yee-haw thing something you were told to do, or did you just come up with this? <laughs> Jim said yee-haw is optional. Oh. oh. <laughs> I hope nobody else does it. <laughs> <laughs> I, want it to, I want people to think, like, we're just insane. <laughs> mm. I, I just want Jim to also be like, why isn't anyone doing the yee-haw? <laughs> <laughs>